welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast for animationforadults.com, and welcome to a very special episode of the podcast where we're going to discuss Disney's latest feature film, Moana. Uh, my name is Rachel, and joining me today are Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hello. And Dan. Hello. How have you guys been uh, this holiday season? Festive. Well... I'm not, I'm not actually feeling that festive yet, actually, to be honest. But I will, I will be later, definitely. Yeah, um. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll be getting to that. Yeah, just been getting through my work first, and then, then I'll be thoroughly festive. Then home free. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, before we get into the big discussion of Moana, since we finally were all able to see it, and I do uh, want to make a quick mention, we were originally hoping to try and get this out a lot sooner. But uh, um, work conflicts and, you know, availability do have a tendency to get in the way of things. So as while we couldn't get an episode out about this movie as quickly as we wanted to, we're doing it now and we'll be able to discuss it at full length since we've all officially seen it at this point. So we will be going into, we'll do like a semi-non-spoilery discussion and then once we've gotten that out of the way, we'll go into spoilers. So if those of you have yet to see the movie, I would highly suggest uh, just going through the non-spoiler section and then... Uh, going and see the film for yourself when you get the opportunity because it is is very enjoyable but before we get into that we're gonna just dive into just a minor news uh catch up since we've been uh there's been a lot of uh stuff circulating in the animation uh industry and both Jap- in both in japan and in the u.s so we're gonna go ahead starting first with uh something uh that was just hit for shonen jump that they've announced that they're going to be doing a Naruto sequel series uh, following uh, the next generation of Shinobi, particularly uh, Naruto's own son, Boruto. And uh, that's based off a manga, a recently released manga that is focused on this new generation and uh, will be following their exploits and, uh, you know, with their parents playing as minor supporting roles. So, uh, Chris, I know you said who's the... the person involved with the uh, manga because it wasn't it's not Kishimoto uh, I know he's not involved in this yeah um, basically uh, the original creator didn't write the manga uh, but he is going to be directly involved with the TV series uh, that is interesting that he's not involved in the manga in any way but he is being going to be more actively involved in the uh, anime adaptation and it's a thing that's happened with Shonen Jump shows now, where they've gone, hey, actually, if we get the original creator to be involved, it might be better. Um, <laughs> that is why you've seen a sudden improvement in the quality of, like, Dragon Ball movies and One Piece movies. Because that they, is... Yeah. They used to be filler, didn't they? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, there even there are some of them you could argue, like, were at least in the relative, like, spirit of the whole story. But, yeah, they were definitely... You could definitely tell someone else was uh, working with the characters, you know, a story with the characters and just kind of just throwing them into a story and just like, okay, what if? What if this happened? To be fair, I think that was probably because the mangas... uh, The manga artists were also working around the clock all year on Mm -hmm. the comics themselves. So... Also being involved in a movie and a TV series was probably off the cards to them. Yeah. Yeah, now that... Go ahead. 
That makes me wonder how Ichiro Oda has any time to do the One Piece movies. Because that isn't going anywhere. The manga is still going. <laughs> I d- yeah. He's, a, he's a amazing. I don't know. He's just a, he's a beast and he doesn't age and all of this. He's Have you seen those photos of him? Like, no. <laughs> you haven't. No, I don't he's, think I've seen any photos. Of he him. um he either is aging very well or is not aging at all, <laughs> despite being uh uh yeah around the clock. He's made of rubber. Ah, uh, he had that's, the... that's a secret. He had, mm. he had the mangaka mangaka fruit, and uh... <laughs> that's not what it's called in Eng- in the English version, is it? It was it was I thought it was called the gum gum fruit that he. That's ate. it, the it gum the gum fruit. fruit. No, he yeah. ate the manga artist fruit. Oh, okay. Man- so... Mangaka, as in manga artist. Mangaka. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Now it's, we're following. It's such yeah. a good joke, it needs explaining. That's the best kind of joke. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this new series is coming in eight, no, yeah, April next year. Ah, so what are your general thoughts? Like, you think this is a... Uh going to be in just with the fact that Kishimoto's is going to be more involved with this particular uh, project do you think this is going to be a interesting new spin on the Naruto you know world or you think it's just going to one of those like you know is this a cash in that they're doing to try and extend the life of this franchise oh it's definitely that first yeah <laughs> yeah no there's no question like yeah but I mean it doesn't say it can't be good mm-hmm. I mean Shippuden was a you know I think I, I the thing is I um I was a I was a massive Naruto fan um and then Shippuden happened and I just didn't have the energy to read to read it or to watch it because I'd invested so much in it already um yeah I think that's kind of how I feel about it like there's no reason to say it can't be good uh I guess we'll wait and see I mean he deserves a rest yes he does he most definitely does after all that time working on this series and only now did he finally have the opportunity to finish the darn thing and barely you know they're already talking about the next thing and he's like can i can i can i just take a nap <laughs> can i just go sleep for like how like several years in a row but is shippuden actually gonna end now then <laughs> um i have been i will admit i have been keeping up with it uh with the latest episodes that have been releasing on uh, Crunchyroll, and they're they're in the home stretch as far as I can tell. But how long they're going to continue to stretch the home stretch remains to be seen. I don't understand why they wouldn't just get to it. Well, it's uh, because of money. They're, 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 but it's well, not, they it's, money. But it's not B. like the usual. Like I think we spoke about this, but it's not like the usual reason, which is look, we have to do filler because we've caught up with the manga. Yeah, no, like, they've they've officially ended the story where the manga, you know, kind of con- like concluded before like the whole epilogue chapter. So yeah, that that part's done. They could have ended it right there, but they're choosing so to extend actually, it. For... So they got to the end of the series as far as the manga's concerned, and they're just well, before continuing. they're introducing all these new characters. But that, that's that was where it officially ended. But it's still like that's they're crazy. dragging their feet on that. How can you do that? How can you like? I don't understand how that works. I'm not going to watch it, but I don't understand how that works. Well, I'll I'll give it this. I mean, if you're going to watch anything related to Shippuden at this point, Dan, I know you were you kind of checked out 
really early on, and I don't necessarily I don't I blame think I for that. I checked out like around the time was he called Gara, like made a big, uh, like sand bowl out of a city. <laughs> oh, he was That's oh, super early on. Yeah, that was that was before he got kidnapped. Okay. Yeah. But um, at the very least, since you were such a big, if you were a big Naruto fan, um, I would highly recommend that you, at the very least, that you go back and watch like the last the episodes where it basically has Naruto and Sasuke fighting for the last time. Because I will guarantee the animation that they put into those episodes alone was like better than like a majority of the show. Yeah. Which is so it, it's worth watching just for that, especially since you if you were so emotionally invested in like the very beginning of the series and everything that you know it was originally had going for it. It's basically oh, yeah. this, is, this is basically I, the culmination of that. Because as far as I was concerned, for the longest time, the last episode was uh, one hundred and thirty-three of the last <laughs> series of the first series, <laughs> because that's the one where um yeah they uh, have their classic. Like I was your friend, like you know, face <laughs> the big off. the big rival duel, the big yeah. rival duel is what I like to call it. That was like the it was if in Dragon Ball terms, that was like Goku versus Majin Vegeta kind of thing. It was exactly, like the, the, yes. the big emotional high strung fight. Yeah, but yeah, this is basically the this these three. I think it was three to three episodes, um, in a row that basically were just tied together in this 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 uh last fight and it was it, it is definitely worth seeing okay if only for the animation yeah also the the like sequel movie the last is pretty good actually so cool i will say a lot of the episodes like following that particular story like those last three episodes with naruto sasuke fighting and um even some of the post series quote-unquote post series episodes where some of them were more standalone have actually definitely show a um, much more detailed animation. Like, this this is not like, you know, the, uh, you know, spat out quickly filler episode that, you know, they had to come up with in just a week. This They were obviously planning for this, these episodes. Mm-hmm. For what reason? I can't say, but they were, the, the, the effort definitely shows. So, so for you, Rach, like, who's been following it, um, all this way, are you excited to hear about the Boruto uh, series? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you because some of it I I have to admit I'm not entirely sure if I'm ready to talk about because that will probably open the can of worms that is my experience with the Naruto franchise and that that I have said on numerous occasions I will I will say for a, its own episode on the podcast but um. <laughs> Yeah, because I could go on and on. But um, just an in initial gut reaction, I think it's more or less the same thing, same as your reaction, Dan. It's like, I'm... It's obviously a cash grab in order to try and extend the life of this series, which, it, you know, it really should kind of just, like, kind of peter out and let, you know, like we said, give Kishimoto a freaking break. But um, at the same time, there is, like, a lot of... I think there may be some more stories that have yet to be explored with this world because the world of Naruto is genuinely interesting. And if they can find new ways to explore that in a, you know, in in an interesting way, then that's, I won't contest that. I'll actually embrace that fully, but it just, I have to, 
I have to know where my emotional center is going to be with these characters because I mean I enjoyed the Boruto movie for what it was, but I'm not entirely sure if I felt the exact same connections with the characters as I did with the original, the characters of the original mm-hmm. series. So, again, it's a wait and see kind of thing. 2017 is going to be pretty big for anime. New, it uh, really is. Ja- Dragon Ball Super is going to be on Toonami. New season of Boruto. New se- season two of um, Attack on Titan. April as well. Yep. It's going to be big. And that's there's a lot. Be that's a, a lot of Death shonen Note in movie. one one yeah. year. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 He's a good director, though. He's a good director. <laughs> Oh, and there's and Ghost in the Shell. I keep forgetting that that, yep, actually, Ghost that is actually shell. happening. Yeah, they it can't be stopped now. Mm-mm. Hey, if, if if that does well, then it means that we might hear about a Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. That's Again, my that's like my this... theory. <laughs> well, and, we'll we can, and we can and we can and we can just skip the uh, the thing we do every five years where we go. Oh, is there going to be a Akira. Oh, uh, God. No. Yeah, that's... Don't let there be an Akira, please. Mm, <laughs> I, I think if Ghost in the Shell does well, they'll try it. And they'll um... try... Um, what's the other one they keep trying to make happen? Evangelion. Oh, oh do you know God. What, do you know what they are doing, though? They're doing what? Naruto. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're apparently doing a, a Hollywood uh, live-action uh, no. Naruto film. And I, yeah, that was my reaction. Just no... <laughs> No. What? No. That's like no. saying we're gonna do a live action. I mean, it's it is like saying we're gonna. Yeah. We tried that. Look what happened. Like half the exactly. appeal is like the colors and the fact that, you know, he's like Mickey Mouse. He's just like a cartoon. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Hollywood, Hollywood will never learn. Let's just put it that way. Hollywood will never learn. And as far as Ghost in the Shell goes, there ain't no. I'm going to quote one of my favorite games in the, in saying there ain't no there ain't no getting off this train we're on. So we're in for the long haul of Hollywood trying to recapture whatever the hell makes anime so popular, but not really ever under fully understanding it. Unless Ghost in the Shell is a massive flop. And Death Note is a massive flop, and then they'll be like, "No, no more anime movies for the it's next poisonous, 20 years." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would be good because that is how they think. What oh. else has been happening? Well, uh, in terms of another uh, bit of uh, update with the news during a certain uh, animated series that's going to be premiering in 2017, the summer of 2017, there was a recent announcement or a uh, kind of teaser, if you would, uh, announcing the cast list for the. DuckTales reboot, and um, it was done via a video with all the members of the core cast members all singing the very infamous theme song, and it was quite entertaining, and we got to see everyone in, uh, you know, with a particular member that they're going to be, or cast member that they're going to be playing, and I believe we'll try to find the list of them, um, and the cast for uh, that they've listed in this video goes as follows. Uh, Bobby Moynihan uh, is going to be playing Louie. Ben Schwartz will be playing Dewey. Uh, Danny Pudi as Huey. Kate Mc... Gosh. Kate McMichucci as... McCookie as Webby. McCookie, I think. 
<laughs> Sorry for the bad pronunciations. That's I'm I'm dyslexic, so I say I say things how I read them. So apologies if I'm mispronouncing names here. Uh, Tonks Alagundai is going to be playing Mrs. Beakley, uh, uh, Scrooge's housekeeper. Beck Bennett will be playing uh, the infamous Launchpad McQuack. And then last but definitely not least uh, is the role of Scrooge McDuck is going to be played by the one and only Doctor Who, David Tennant. <laughs> and I will admit, when I when they got to that point in the video and they show him actually singing a portion of the song of the uh, DuckTales theme song, I just literally just kind of, my jaw kind of hit the floor. And I was just, my, my concern, both my mom and my brother, when I was just screaming, what? No way! At the top of my lungs! I would love to have actually found out only in the video, but I did see the news somewhere else first. And then, because it was such a great way to unveil the cast. Oh mm. gosh, yes. And it's such a good cast as well. Like I know. It it really is. Like, you don't need... I don't know. You just don't need a cast that good, but they got one anyway. I was... Well, um... they, I think they know. I mean, uh, the folks of Disney XD know the the reputation that this show had back in its um, Disney afternoon run, along with a lot of other mm. uh, big names in that particular, you know, dip- different series than they had in that run, and this was a particularly popular one, so if they're going to try and reboot it, they're going. it seems like they're taking the approach of, you know, getting really good actors to play these characters, and I mean, the, the big, I remember when this series was announced, and obviously with the, uh, you know, that we no longer have Alan Young to do Scrooge's voice. I was really concerned, like, okay. But yeah, just, my God. David freaking Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. I, it's, no one will ever replace Alan Young in my heart because he's just one of those voices that I grew up hearing and, you know, nothing mm. will ever replace him. But it's, I, I trust David Tennant to give a really good performance and you know, make me fall with this version of Scrooge all over again, so. Well, he is Scottish. Uh, but there you it, go. It did, it did just make me think, I, I just had a thought in my head, I was just thinking, yeah, this this is pretty good, David Tennant, like David Tennant, but what if it was Peter Capaldi? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think... That would be a little too dry. I think David Tennant has the, the right kind of oomph that you'd want because I mean he was you know a cantankerous old mm. sort but I think <laughs> Capaldi's a bit too cantankerous for even, even Scrooge McDuck I think yeah Scrooge 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 can be cranky but he has his he has his nice moments too so I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's good to yeah. have an actor who plays both of those roles well yeah I was um it's such a good video because you can see how excited they are to be doing it as well. <laughs> yeah. Like the look on um Bobby Moynihan, Danny Pudi and um Ben Schwartz Ben Schwartz's faces. Mm-hmm. Is, and Ben Schwartz as well. Like he 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 obvi- I think he's a massive fan because um he's I've I've heard him talk about it and like tailspin and like someone was like playing I guess the character game or something and he knew it was Launchpad McQuack <laughs> and like he knew the name and no one else in the room did anyway um, 
he was like he he hummed along to a bit of the song that no one else did. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. <laughs> he did like a little like bridge, <laughs> and it's like it's so clear that like he was he could only do that because he loves what he's doing so much. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's I'm, that's awesome. I'm not familiar with everybody uh, on the cast. Uh, obviously, I'm familiar with John Ralphio and uh, Dan mm-hmm. Pudi is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. At first, I was like, I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> and then I was like, then I was like, no, I recognise him. I recognise him. And I worked out that he's been in Comedy Bang Bang, and that's yes, that's where I know in, him. And in actual fact, because of Comedy Bang Bang, this is his second uh, role as a little orphan boy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Because on Comedy Bang Bang, he played uh, Forval. Forval, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. And uh, also, Kate Micucci is out of Garfield and Oates, who are awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so it's like, I'm I'm really excited to hear and to see it, like, all working now. Well, yeah. Now we now we've heard the people that are going to give these these characters their life and energy, and from just from this one video alone of you know seeing their energy just performing the theme song, yeah, like you said, Dan, there's definitely a lot of you know enthusiasm going into this. And normally with a series or you know a project that's being fueled by so much enthusiasm and excitement, it's it's hard it's hard to go wrong. The only bad thing about this is that I've realised I don't actually have Disney XD, so when this is on, I can't actually watch it. But otherwise... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, and, and, well, I think... They should I put episodes Disney... online. Come on. I think Disney, on, Disney XD, XD also have a slight problem when it comes to uh, regions as well. Mm. Because, yeah, I remember hearing about like the Gravity Falls... Um, like finale even like not happening like until like months after it happened in the US yeah which in like you know the age of Tumblr is Mm. just ridiculous that it is that it is there is no excuse to try not make this as widely available as possible but at the same time like we'll wait and see Maybe, maybe they're working on that I think they might because I think DuckTales is like popular everywhere, right? Pretty much. It's Woo-hoo. one. It was really one of those, uh, like I said, those Disney afternoon shows that just it it really just like took off and just became its really popular yeah. popular series in its own it was, right. It was it was popular with everyone because I remember that being like the only one that my dad wanted to watch with me because um <laughs> it was not um. Those Disney afternoon shows in the UK were shown Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And Disney Club. Yeah, yeah, and um, I remember that that being sort of like the only one that my dad was like ever interested in watching with me. Hmm. Not Gargoyles or anything of that. Like it was just DuckTales. No, no, because because it was like entertaining and Huey, Jerry, and Louie, and you know, <laughs> it was uh, it was good. The Disney characters that you love so much. It's like they're here and they're having like Indiana Jones style adventures. What's not to love? 
Uh, yeah, and I, I remember I did I did wear out the the video of the um of the movie as well. <laughs> oh yes, I've heard that's really good. Which is I watched it a few years ago. It's weird, but <laughs> it's good. Very cool. It, it it's got a poster that was drawn by um. Oh yeah, Drew Struzan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he also was famous for doing the posters for the Muppets as well. Yep, I love that book. I've got that book. (laughs) (laughs) That art book's amazing. And I didn't know he did the Muppet posters till I got that, and I was like, he did everything. (laughs) The guy who drew everything. Like, my mind has been blown. For your consideration, the theme to DuckTales. is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Duck tales. Woo! Every day they're out there making duck tales. Woo! Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales. It's a danger, watch behind you There's a stranger out to find you What to do, just grab on to some ducktails Woo! Every day we're out there making ducktails Woo! Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales Woo! And not ponytails or cottontails No ducktails Woo! Is there... Any chance that there's any other news? Uh, there is one other thing uh, in regards to G Kids and Ghibli, which we have been getting a cur- ongoing stream of uh, new films from them, and uh, you know films from Ghibli that have never really reached American shores before. Uh, you know, through uh, G Kids being able to get a much wider release, and there is another such film on its way, and uh, for for another limited-time theater release, and that is Studio Ghibli's Ocean Waves, uh, directed by um, not Miyazaki and not uh, Isao Takahata, but actually, uh, let me make sure I pronounce this right, Tomomi Mochizuki. Mochizuk? And, uh, yeah, it was based on a, um, I think it's called Ocean Waves, and it's was based on a novel by Psycho Humeroy. And it's going to be... Um, it's going to be coming to the U.S. VAG Kids for a limited time. I think it was. Uh, what was the date for that, Chris? It's. It is uh, opening in New York at the IFC Center on the twenty eighth of December. So by the time you hear this, very soon. Uh, and it's also, I think, screening for one day only in LA. Uh, and then it is basically opening at different places around the US and possibly Toronto for the um, uh, basically through January, February and March next year mm-hmm. and they will probably add additional screenings as it goes around very cool and a, now, a, a, a DVD and Blu-ray can't be far behind that I, no, I no, imagine that's later, yeah. yeah considering it's G-Kids and what they've done with you know, these other the other Ghibli films that they've uh, put out I wouldn't be surprised though I have to admit compa- I mean I I had a relative, you know, 
understanding of Only Yesterday when it was coming out. I will admit, this is another kind of unknown film for me. Yeah, it's really unknown. It didn't even have a theatrical release in Japan. Hmm. Really? It was a TV movie. Hmm. Um, And it was made... Um, it was made by Ghibli's younger staff, and it was sort of um, one of those efforts um, for for Ghibli to, um, let's say, break free of Miyazaki's uh, influence and uh, and all the rest of it. And um, yeah, it was kind of made in that spirit, in the sense that it was training up uh, younger talent. Very cool. Um, like, can you give me a synopsis of uh, the idea, like, what the plot is about? Um, it's actually, like, it's the most... Um, it's like a teen movie. It's, hmm. uh, it's you know, uh, high school um, boys. I think... I think... I, I haven't seen it for, for a little while, but there's, you know, it's... it's um, it's about high school worries. So, you know, in, I guess in, in, in anime, that means entrance exams and, you know, Oh, what college yeah. am I going to go to? And will I get a good job and that stuff? But there's also, um, there's also a, a really uh, interesting little romance going on in there. Mm. Um, and it's like, I think in lots of ways it's, yeah, it's the most teen a Ghibli movie has been. And it's not, um, it's not necessarily like rosy cheeked. It's a bit. Um, I think it's rated like a twelve or a fifteen in the UK. Hmm. Um, because it's it's uh, it's mature in that sense. Uh, okay. No sex scenes or anything, but it's just a bit more like a. It's actually it's a bit like a soap opera. I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's. I I liked it. Um. Yeah. I've I've heard. Uh, lots of mixed things about it but i um i i love it and it's really um it's really really early 90s so <laughs> to uh i i in, in a weird sort of way i think it will play quite quite well to contemporary audiences because there seems to be a lot of like early 90s nostalgia yeah um, yeah. yeah that does seem to be a thing that's going around but yeah, this is, I'm 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 genuinely intrigued. Like basically, any opportunity to see a, a Ghibli film period that I've never seen before is always an exciting idea for me. So I'm yeah, very I even, even many, if it's more of a down to earth uh, story. Mm, I think for many people it will be like I, I think it's in actual fact the last Ghibli movie that Two Kids has not released or is or has not been released in the US. I think so too. Yeah, because I mean, I think there was both that and only this film and only yesterday were the only final holdouts, and yeah. they've already they've already handled only yesterday. So this is the last one. Yeah, at least for their full length mm-hmm. movies. So yeah, yeah uh, they are... go ahead. Well, they are they are basically at the moment they're also re-releasing a lot of the older things. So mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah, re-releasing it on Blu-ray, as it were. But yeah, it'll be ex- really exciting to get the opportunity to see this film and uh, finally get to see like the last holdout of you know the Ghibli films that had yet to be released overseas. So 
Um, yeah, go ahead, and if you're curious, we're going to include the link to the article uh, where the uh, the limited you know theater releases that have been announced thus far have been listed. So feel free if you're curious and you think want to know if it's going to be showing in your area, go feel free to check out the uh, the article itself and the list of uh, theaters and uh, see if you're if it's going to be showing in your year. Go see it because it looks pretty awesome. And I think that might wrap it up for news. So I think we'll just go right from there into our uh, our main topic, which is going to be, as I just said all before, uh, the Disney's Moana. So um, that came out back in Thanksgiving Day as the second Disney film of this year. I see what's happening, yeah. You're face to face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui, breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demigod. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When you so, would you guys want to start us off? I think I, as I know, I was able to see it the day after Thanksgiving, and I've already kind of alluded, you know, given my general thoughts on the film in a previous podcast episode. So I'm going to tip it over to uh, one of you guys and see if you get your thoughts on the film. Uh, Dan, how about we start with you? Um, start with Chris. Oh, okay. Chris! <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very fresh on it because I saw it yesterday as we record this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did, before we go into the film, I did we want to just mention the uh, the short that played before it, um, Internal Workings. Oh really, yes, okay. I really workings, loved it. Inner Workings. Yeah. Inner Workings. Okay, we can really take a few minutes it. to talk about the, uh, the short because it was it was rather cute. In uh, in my mind, it was it was rather interesting uh, interesting idea for a short. Well, I, it, it's kind of similar to Inside Out sort of thing of. Anthropomorphizing body, but there, 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 there. <laughs> Anthropomorph. No, I can't. I can't. There's no way I'm going to say it. Ising. <laughs> um, uh, the human organs, mm. in this case, the brain and the uh, the lungs and heart and everything inside this, the mind of inside the body of this person. But what I really stuck out to me it was how much it used 2d that it did because uh, it kept using t- it basically uh in his brain's thinking it sh- it showed it in 2d animation even though the rest of it was in was in 3d mm-hmm. so when he's thinking about all the different ways he can die you get the little <laughs> oh, <yeah>. animation <laughs> dong our people it, yeah Oh god! That every single time that they did that was always that was always hilarious. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can remember Latin. Is it Latin being that? Funny? I think it's Latin. I think, <laughs> or at least Latin. Yeah, Dong, Domino, Dominos, or something. <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> and you get get all the little blocky um uh, designs and everything, but then the little 
Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, it has a very unique look to it with the care with the designs. I mean, obviously the uh, the heart, the brain were the two mm. uh, big forces of the story. You know, driving this ca- this person to do different things. The brain was just trying to kind following a routine, whereas the heart's like, oh, that looks fun. Let's try that. The animation was really um, uh, like exaggerated and, and cartoon. It mm-hmm. was. It, it looked to me more like something that I'd expect to see coming out of Sony, with like um, huh. Hotel Transylvania, like the way they kind of move in that. Like, yeah, it's kind of not. It doesn't make. It doesn't look how look look like how people move. It's just. Okay, what's like the craziest way this person can walk from A to B? Yeah, it was in a way it kind of rem- reminded me of like those really like those in between uh, Disney shorts that there were like for me like primarily for just like you know comedy, mm-hmm. and it was just you know they would you know experimenting with how you could tell a story and just doing yeah. using really exaggerated animation. Just like exaggerated, like cartoony style animation, and it it, it worked surprisingly yeah. well. Yeah, it was very um, it was refreshing to see because I think I'm just trying to remember where I saw it. Oh no, the night after I saw Moana, there was a documentary on BBC um, about Walt Disney, mm-hmm. oh. and it was all about like his you know, his uh, his earliest beginnings. And there was a lot in that documentary about how cartoons were for adults. Um, mm-hmm. And they were entertaining as like a, I guess, like a novelty, really, um, in, in their early days. And it was refreshing to see a short that wasn't trying to make you cry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really trying to pull on the emotional, uh, the, the heartstrings too terribly hard. Yeah. Oh, well, it failed, Dad. Well, oh, I mean, no. obviously, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I did feel sorry. F- I did feel sorry for the heart, though. Oh, I felt sorry oh, for yeah. 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 I didn't feel. I didn't feel. I, I felt something, but uh, you know, it wasn't like it was. Uh, it, it was his main job was to make you laugh, and it and it what and it worked. It definitely did. Yes. So, right, Moana then. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, yeah, Chris, Mo- all your thoughts on Moana after finally yeah, getting a chance to see it. Oh my god, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I want to say that the review of the film has only just gone up on the site this week, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind it's kind of ironic because it's not the it's not one of the, the most glowing reviews we've ever published. It's it's not negative, but it, it has criticisms. Um, mm-hmm. And our writer gave it three stars, as it happens, and she had some issues with it. But for me, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna give it away now. For me, this is a fiver. This is a five star film, as mm. far as I'm concerned. I think it is beautiful. It uh, is definitely anim- that. Yeah, the animation is insane um and i think the uh just obviously the location is one of the like the most beautiful things you've seen in definitely in, in 3d animation ever mm-hmm. you just you want to go there straight away or the, the sea and everything and um 
uh, yeah, it's just, and I just think <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> Good. And the um, but it's not just the visuals, but I, I do think like the um, the char- like the facial animation of this is something else. I think. Oh yeah. I think there are there are sort of things they're like expressions and stuff that I've never seen animated before. Like the way that basically the way when Moana's being really teenagey sometimes mm-hmm. and just putting this this face and you just think I don't think I've ever seen that in animation before. Not that's in, okay. Yeah. At least not in this way that's with this kind of you know, this kind of character. Yeah, that's interesting. Just um, yeah, some of the faces she pulls, and and also like, there's, I know the bit where she, where she's um, trying to get more Maui uh, Maui on side, and she's going, oh, you're so amazing, yeah. And it's like the face she's pulling there, it's like where she's you know doing the little quiet noise. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And it's just just like all these these looks and things and gestures and stuff, and you think, I I genuinely I don't think I've ever seen that done animated before. And mm-hmm. that is definitely something to comment on. Um, but also, I love the uh, all, all the story and uh, the um, the setting and everything. And it's so refreshing to because I've never seen a film set in that part that culture before. Uh, I don't think I've seen things set in New Zealand but that's about as close as it gets <laughs> um, and yeah I'm I'm kind of I, I've, I've why do I feel put on the spot when I've been gearing up to do this all day that's okay I'm sorry I mean it's, and it's, I'm it's... suddenly like why, why, why do I feel I know I love it <laughs> there is definitely a uh, lot to gush about mm-hmm. and basically Moana herself is just like the best character <laughs> Uh, and I, I think it's really interesting that um, she isn't. She's going to be the next chief, and it's just there's no issue the fact that she's a girl or anything. It's just mm. accepted that as she's the the daughter of the chief, she's going to be the next chief, and so she has to get into this role. Oh, and also, start at the beginning. The intro is rather rather a way to draw your attention into it. Oh yes, that I yeah. Oh my God, the the opening of this movie was incredible. Mm-hmm. So we um we are talking not spoilers up mm-hmm. until I guess what like is that the first act? Is that yeah, I would say that the, the roughly That's the first minutes. act. Yeah. So what are you guys talking about? Because I can't I can't remember what what the opening was. Well, the opening starts with um just so we're. Yeah, the first 20 minutes before we go into official spoilers is the the opening starts with a kind of a mythology being told by Moana's grandmother when she's a toddler. Okay, uh, yes. Detailing how this the mother island Tefiti lost the heart that based her heart and that was giving life to the islands by uh, our co-star Maui, and while he was stealing this crystal heart. Um, other monsters tried to take it from him and he disappeared along with this crystal heart and so 
she's kind of telling the story to all the little ones, and Moana's the only one who's not getting scared by the whole thing. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm loving this. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other children are like, <gasps> Ah, she's scary like, monsters! Yeah. Ah! And she's like, she's her grandmother's granddaughter. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, woo! Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a um, intro. Mm-hmm. And then of course you're you're seeing the island as you're coming you're getting to know it and you're seeing like all the little creatures and everything mm-hmm. they all just it's just the light it's so alive mm. it's hey hey it's it's the island is like another character yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that old cliche well I, I, it kind I, of is yeah, it is yeah I think that's fair to say in this case because I mean it's important that you care about the island and you do like you it looks so lush and green and you see like you said like there's lots of um scenes of like people living there and making things out of what they find there and uh yeah it really does feel alive and and like something you want to protect mm-hmm. or you want to see protected mm-hmm. and it, it's totally appropriate uh, for it to be like the island is alive because the water is alive and that's <laughs> that's kind of that whole that whole sort of belief system where nature is is all polytheism you know, yeah kind of like kind of like in Japanese culture like Shintoism mm. where everything has has a soul or whatever it's it's kind of related to that I think uh, yeah there's um I th- there's a very uh clear sense that they um they were very not not just respectful but you know interested mm-hmm. more more importantly in in the culture and and in what it was about and what the um obviously what the people uh uh f- from from the culture kind of taught them in in their research it's clear that it's very much born out of things that they that they learned and experienced. Um, I watched today. I watched that um, that contentious um Hollywood Reporter roundtable that was got more coverage than it would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, of the awful, awful headline. Yeah, because I was thinking, is it actually what it says? Because I, I wonder how no, many not. people actually, not at all. actually watch the whole thing. Yeah. Because it's that bit is like ten minutes. In, in they the barely thing. talk about princesses because there's only one princess movie. Mhm. Or maybe and maybe t- yeah. So I really don't understand why. I mean, th- th- yeah, I. It, I mean, because people have to write articles about that kind of thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it was just like white guys because unfortunately that's. Who get that's who made the films that's who made the films this, this time yeah and every year uh yeah <laughs> which is the problem it, which is but... a problem but separate from that i was just like why why do you assume that because it's animation they're all going to be talking about princess movies mm. which yeah they don't talk about it much but they were talking about uh one of the directors of Moana was there i i think it was John Musker? Is it John? I'm sorry, I, I, I never get it right. It's Ron Clements it right. and John Musker. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, there you go. I think but I don't know John which Musker. one it was. I think it's John Musker. Okay. Um, 
but he he was basically talking about all the research they did and uh and how um basically John Lasseter pushed them into doing more and more research and everything oh I saw and, that uh, was that the thing he mentioned what they did in their research for Aladdin I can't remember yeah he said he it was like they went somewhere it was during it was it was during the um the Gulf, first Gulf War That's it. and they went they went to a Saudi Arabian exhibition at the LA <laughs> Centre or something and also um right friend of the show Mark Osborne said that when they did um when they did Kung Fu Panda they just googled China so no that's not true <laughs> that's what <you> said. <laughs> it was a good joke yeah, yeah it was a good joke it was, yeah <laughs> um so, yeah. so so yeah like the um the island was what did feel huge mm-hmm. as well which was which is a tough thing to do in animation um but yes the i like you were saying about being respectful i i really think that they have i know i i think it's been generally well received as well i think there has been a bit of uh backlash some people you know there's always going to be some people who, who cry uh cultural right creation okay which is you know it well the thing is, in, it, yes. it is it is but that isn't in actual, that shouldn't just be where and conversation stops i yeah and i would like to say something about that um unfortunately yeah the directors in this case are are all white guys whatever mm-hmm. but I think um, it, it might not just be known or, or realised that a lot of women and women of colour and people of colour work at Disney and make mm-hmm. these movies behind the scenes in every department. So it's not always quite as straightforward a case as you're saying, Chris, of, of um, cultural appropriation by just two directors. No, but that's what people see yes and um they had i i I can't remember exactly what they call it in the credits they had a they had like a trust of um, yeah people of of uh, like polynesian heritage um and they had like a whole they had like anthropologists and like historians and cultural comment you know people from every walk of the culture Yes. just to make sure that they weren't just because I didn't realise until recently that Maui was actually a a real legendary figure oh no yeah same so, uh, so that is that's the one bit where they're sort of walking a bit of a that's a pretty big deal yeah because you don't want to you know if it's a culture that is still existent then you have to be careful mm-hmm. Uh I was about to say I think that's I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's the point but yeah I know, I know what you're saying mm. the fact that they went out of their way to try and make sure that this was you know in the spirit of the culture as possible yeah I mean especially when you do consider the fact that the same directors made Aladdin mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. has you know become uh you know, not quite so easy to watch uh, yeah. through through modern eyes for a few reasons, um, and it's and it's good to see them. You know, uh, 
uh, trying to do better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and listening. Cut... Yeah, and the casting and everything. Right, the cast is is, is all... Um, what, what was the, the brilliant phrase that we came up with? Appropriate to the region? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and um, but but also like that just helps, um, that helps the the feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it it um, you know, the accents are not just American. They're uh, yeah, it it does feel like a place you haven't been before because it is is fact, like... it, it is a, a very particular accent that uh, yeah. that you hear throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And they cut. They also they went as far as casting an unknown in the lead, who does right. a spectacular job. Exactly. I can't believe how good a job she like. She has to carry the movie, like mm-hmm. l- like any um, like any lead, like live action or animation. Like her performance really is like the backbone of the movie. And yeah, she she's mm-hmm. she an amazing job. And both acting and singing, because she did both roles. Clever clocks. <laughs> and also, I, uh, I also think that um, I was surprised. She really, really does carry the movie because I was surprised how long it was before Maui came into it. Yeah, it was a I was, good mm. bit. Like a, just before, I wouldn't say the halfway point, but just like. Bear, like a little more than the first like third of the of the movie before she runs into him on his island. Yeah, I mean they they certainly learned from what worked on their own movies, I think. I mean, isn't that kind of about the same point at which the genie appears in Aladdin? You would be right actually, at least from what I recall of the movie. Cuz um so much of the uh the camp of the promotion uh, centered on Dwayne Johnson because he's Dwayne Johnson. He's a yeah, he's a massive, massive movie star, and uh, he's finally got to be in a good movie. <laughs> he's been in plenty. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think it just as far more. I mean, he's been in plenty of interesting movies, whether or not they were good or not is subjective. But still, I think that I would have to agree with Chris in a way the fact that I think that he was. He seemed to have a lot of fun with this role, and it really seemed, you know, it, it carried into his performance and made the character all the more entertaining for it. Yeah, and I think also he played off a few of the, you know, he's he's. Um, I like the I, I like Dwayne Johnson a lot because he's absolutely not above poking fun at himself, <laughs> and that's part of what makes Maui work is his. Um, his like blindness to his own ego. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is impressive. I I I realize we're kind of veering into the middle of the movie. I just want to say something for one of my favorite characters. Sure. Um, and that's um, that's Grandma. Oh, oh yeah. yes. God, um, she's one of my, probably my favorite the whole movie. Like from the second she turns up in the movie. You just know exactly what sort of character she's going to be, and then she doesn't disappoint you, and then she surprises you. Um, I think the first time we see her, she's dancing with the waves. Yeah. And 
just like the animation on her is great and you know she's just like got such a a kind endearing face and she's she's like you know she's a little bit crazy but absolutely not and yeah she is like one of the big reasons that i cared about that island (laughs) and agreed and started to get wrapped into the movie as well um because yeah her and her and her relationship with moana was so nice this sort of you know she was still having fun uh and she was yeah no, i i uh i i really liked i don't know i don't have anything to say i just really liked her character yeah so they, uh, she and moana were really like kindred spirits i would say they both they, they they were both more tied to this to the sea than any of the other people on the island and it would you know, it, it showed in their bond with each other. Yeah. And how it was it kind of spurred Moana on to, you know, eventually do what she had to do in order to, you know, start the I, journey, as it were. She she spurred her on, but she also like absolutely like lit a match mm. for Moana. She was she knew exactly what kind of worms she was opening. Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of like a Miyazaki granny. She's I guess you can I guess I can kind yeah. of see that. Yeah, yeah, she is. She she reminded me like of like a the human version of the tree from Pocahontas as well. Right. Oh, but yeah, she um, yeah, she is a bit of a yeah, she's a bit of a Miyazaki sort of character. She's a bit like a. Hmm, I'm trying to think of a good example. A bit sort of Julie Walters. Sort of, <laughs> but you know, I bit a bit older. Yeah, I just, I, I really, I really took to her very quickly mm-hmm. because she's, you know, she was like a good old person who had seen everything, but um, yeah, who had basically seen everything and wasn't um, boring or uh, uh, you know, protected. She was still like up and about and doing things and very very active very you know youthful despite her age yeah and but the animation was just oh it was it was brilliant you absolutely like felt how gracefully she moved despite how creaky a lot of her bones probably were Mm. as well Mm -hmm. she had like a perfect like hunch to her Mm mm-hmm you know, um, yeah, no, it was it was a really good um, setup. Yeah, I think that was one of the big emotional cores that tied you know, Mo, you know, Moana to her home, and then that's what you know when that time comes and she has to go. It's like okay, yeah. now we're we're ready to go on and, the and, next phase and, of the story. And also, I think it's worth mentioning, like a complete um, contrast, at least for me. Zootopia earlier in the year where it was like a real I think I said this to Chris off air but it's it was real like a return to Broadway Disney mm-hmm. you know Ron Clemens and John Musker are pretty mm-hmm. much credited for like the um, for that revival uh, of Disney like with The Little Mermaid and uh, Aladdin mm-hmm. and uh of course, they've directed, you know, like many movies. Uh, they Hercules, 
Princess and the Frog, um, Treasure Planet. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was in 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 a in a really good way it felt like those 90s movies to me mm, at the start yeah. where suddenly they broke into song and the way people were arranged on screen was a little bit like a broadway uh stage mhm if it felt much more like that kind of film than frozen did yes yeah yeah, yeah. i see that well the thing is and we'll get into this the good and the bad about mm-hmm. these directors for me is their lightness of touch where they can make something feel a lot of fun uh, and um, and like a show at times and very mm-hmm. and play very well to an audience and then sometimes in that same sort of sense of we want to put on a show we want to make you feel good sometimes forgetting um sort of true peril and conflict at times Mm. i think this film is i think this film in actual fact is they they improved on because that was one of my big problems with princess and the frog was no one really got in trouble uh, At least not for very long. Like the trouble came and then it disappeared just as quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that yeah, I think that Moana is like definitely them doing very well on that. But I think it's still there. And for me, it is. Um, it's 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 not so much a problem, but you wonder why. Well, I guess it is a problem. <laughs> And I and I wonder why it's still happening when uh, Disney have gone much darker recently, and they maybe that's exactly have. why they've done it because you know almost like a reaction to that. Well, that's kind of tied to what I, I really wanted to bring up because you know, Chris, you're very, you're very enamored with this movie, and I. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say because I like I keep saying it's a good movie if you. You if won't you be able to Disney, spoil it for him if you tried. Don't worry. <laughs> like, if you enjoy Disney anything, if you enjoy the Disney musical, this is definitely the film for you to see. It is... It, like, I agree. It's probably one of the most beautiful films that they've ever done. At least definitely in, you know, three-dimensional animation. It was absolutely stunning from start to finish. Mm. But I think my major gripe with the film is actually kind of tied to what you were talking about, Dan. The fact that they think it's just kind of a thing with the, the these kind of, um, at least not with the, with this particular uh, story, at least with the way how they directed this film, is that the conflict didn't really feel ongoing. It didn't really feel like always, it didn't, it, like the, the trials that they had to overcome to, for this story did not, was were not always present. You didn't see I mean, you can get alluded to the ramifications of what was going on, you know, that, what would be, you know, if they didn't restore this this heart to this island. But they they only they mainly talked about it. They didn't really show it all that much, which was right. kind of, you know, that, that, that kind of doesn't really give the story a lot of urgency in which they were originally in the beginning of the film, they were trying to do. Because they, I mean, they have that, that scene where they're basically talking about, oh, all the fish are gone, and they're trying to be more, you know, Juan is trying to be more proactive to get, you know, to get out there. But it's, uh, before we get into spoilers, real quick, we are uh, 
joined live from a New York car- coffee shop uh, by Yvonne. One and only Yvonne. She's here, and uh, uh, she's going to give her thoughts on the film also real quick. So, uh, Yvonne, Eva, when did you see, uh, when did you get the chance to see Moana? Uh, actually, last night. <laughs> um, oh, I had a... Yeah, too. just last night. I'm here. Um, I'm here at Aroma Cafe. Uh, <laughs> they're actually pretty great, but um, it was a little bit noisier than um, I'd like. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I actually had a VES screener, and um, luckily, and uh, I watched it last night. Um, you know, it's funny because at the very first, it was like, oh, pretty. Oh, yeah, the character's so cute. Oh, wait, why is she? why is she speaking in full sentences and then like stumbling around like a little toddler yeah it's cute but what the hell it seemed like there was like some sort of weird age discrepancy is she a genius like is this part of it <laughs> and it was just like a little too cute at first to me um and I was kind of like wait like sort of missing like tangled and, <laughs> and my mind was wandering but um I and then probably about midway through, I got kind of hooked. And um, mm-hmm. in, in the end, I really did enjoy um, the film. And, of course, you know, the, the animation, all the part of it. I started wondering, like, you know, what was animated or what was, like, more computer-generated. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I did find myself kind of wondering a little bit. Like, it wasn't my favorite um, animated film, but... Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the animation next to New York thing that's having a little bit of an effect on me because I'm watching so much, like, indie, hand-drawn, step-motion stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so polished. <laughs> but um, yeah. maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But, um, you know, I did like it in the end, but it didn't, like, really... Uh, um, gra- that's just, it's just my overview. It didn't really, like, No, grab yeah. Me. I know exactly where you're coming from. I think I was... Uh, more of like the middle of the road like it's definitely an enjoyable movie it's definitely beautiful to look at like you said for the animation is incredibly polished and if you're looking to enjoy like a disney you know disney musical classic disney musical this is definitely going to satisfy you fine but there was there was a certain level of disconnect with the movie which i at least when in terms of the story and the characters which was really because i wanted to get invested with it but at the same time it's just like there was just something not clicking which kind of brought it back a little bit for me but i'm not it's still definitely a good movie to see. Yeah, so. no, it's true. And I dug the, I mean, I really dug, like, the the uh, ab- the sort of dancing, the aboriginal, mm-hmm. or, I don't actually know, I don't know anything about the kind of dance, but, like, the sort of uh, tribal um, fighting dance uh, that they incorporated in one section. That was mm-hmm. great. But, um, I don't know, then a lot of it just seems sort of like you're sort of a, typical i don't know i mostly enjoyed it <laughs> i did enjoy it by the end i did get kind of caught up but um i don't know i sort of i don't know i guess we're not this is the pre-spoiler section i suppose but um yeah we're we're, we're just about we're just about to get into spoilers so uh, okay well, well i'll save it till then <laughs> okay so just so y'all listening out there know that we are now taking the uh we are now closing the shutter on uh, on opening the shutter on spoilers. So, if you have not seen the movie, I would highly recommend pausing this podcast and trying to find an opportunity to see it because it is definitely worth seeing. So go see it, and then when you've seen it, come back and listen to the rest of this. So, uh, 
now that that's been said and put out of the way, we're going to go right into the spoilers. Um, definitely one of the things about this movie that shines for me is the Polynesian culture and mythology that is on display here. That they uh, we, we previously discussed earlier in the uh, podcast, they definitely went out of their way to do a lot of research and make sure that they got the spirit of the you know mythology that they were bringing into down and that's that's probably one of the things that drew me to the movie the most and in the opening they with the mythology that they uh explained that you know maui is the one that actually stole the heart of this life-giving island and then kind of you know inadvertently doomed the entire region to darkness by stealing this one item that he was supposedly get you know supposedly going to give to mankind as he is per his uh you know what his role is in that mythology, pretty much. And uh, yet, while as interesting as that was, it really got me hooked. It created expectations for the rest of the movie, and like it was going to follow that particular line. And it it did, and it didn't, which was really odd, because I think it was the whole aspect, the fact that he was the one who stole this item and kind of caused all this problem in the first place. I think Moana kind of, after finding him, kind of... I don't know, I wouldn't say she trusted him all too much, but when he started going into his spiel of, you know, you're welcome, and you're doing that big song and dance number, which is incredibly catchy, by the way, (laughs) but I think she might have trusted him a little too quickly, especially considering the fact that uh, her grandmother, the one who basically told her the story, you know, growing up, was basically like, you know, he was a trickster, He he was not entirely a good person or a good demigod so it's just like i was wondering why that she kind of like jumped onto that a little bit quick more quickly than i expected i thought like more of the story would be the fact that she'd be learning to trust him throughout the rest of the film definitely the mythology was i think the more um interesting portions i'll tell you one thing that i did not like at all um were those little coconut bad guys like what are they doing in the water and what the hell and why they were just like ewoks it was just like the ewoks they were just like but they were so out of place like they were it was like the ewok village suddenly appeared in the middle of the water like (laughs) i didn't i didn't so much have a problem with them just as like their function for being yeah. an action scene that was over within like five minutes, and then you never heard of them again. Yeah, they no, never showed like, back up. And right, they kind like those are the toys. Oh, those are the toys that are going to be sold. I mean, that's seem like to me. But what they should have their own special or something. Like, what do they do in the middle of the walk? Someone explain that to me. Well, they, I think they're supposed to be based off um, a kind of like monster or uh, creature in that mythology. So there is a purpose for them being there but they were not like you said they were just used for that one action sequence like if they were going to be a reoccurring thing would that would have been that would have probably made a bit more sense instead of I just guess, like oh they've been defeated we're moving on I guess in the story they were like the first time that Moana had seen something that was completely not of this world apart from Maui mm-hmm. um, so I guess that was literally their purpose but yeah it was it was strange i mean it's it's funny um what you were saying about her seeming a bit like naive and and uh uh, like keen to like maui before he had even proven himself yeah i mean they they built it up that she was like you know 
rehearsing of what she was going to be saying to him, and uh, her grandmother yeah. was like, you know, you know, he's he's gonna he's 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 shifty. Yeah, I actually didn't mind that as much as I thought. I expect so I basically uh, I kind of like that she was naive in a few places, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, but she did turn too quickly. I think there are problems basically with her and Maori's relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, at times it kind of felt like they were just ticking boxes for this kind of relationship in a movie. Yeah. And not everything really felt completely earned. Mm-hmm. Which is a real shame because there are scenes where they get on and they're all they're bickering and it's really entertaining. And... Um, you know, it works. But then mm-hmm. there are others, particularly, unfortunately, ones towards the end, which just actually kind of didn't make any sense to me. Exactly. It was when in the end when he comes back to help her after, you know, they had their their little spat exactly. and they went their when separate he ways. Dis- when he disappeared, I didn't buy it because after everything they, were, they had been through, I expected him to have changed to the point that he didn't care uh, so much about what made him fl- uh, run off uh, to make him run off. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he disappeared, I was like, all right, okay, that's convenient. So he can return later triumphantly. So, I mean, yeah. and it, it, I, I was like enjoying the movie, but I think that's a pretty big thing to to be a bother in this movie for mm-hmm. me to the point where it was distracting. Yeah. I thought it would be all the more interesting uh, just because I was mulling this over, you know, after watching the movie and I mean, definitely there was, there is so much potential in this movie for those problems. Like all like that we talk about and it, they could be, have easily been fixed. Like for example, if Moana had been a little less trusting of him throughout the entire film because of what her grandmother had told her, so even when he genuinely, you know, comes around and wants to help out, she uh-huh. doesn't trust him to do it, and then that basically, that would give him reason to leave. Yeah, that would have been way better. It's almost like they didn't, it's almost like they didn't really learn anything, they just got a boost of confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I expected, so Maui, I expected him to learn the same lesson that Dumbo did, because that's a good lesson to learn, right? Mm-hmm. That it wasn't the magic feather. It's not the special fish hook. It's in you. Right. And I thought he was going to get like a new weapon or something, or I don't know. That that would have like worked for me. But the fact that he kind of didn't change. So like he didn't change what he wanted or what he needed, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, I, not every movie has to do that at all, but they were definitely going for the fact that his character had become less selfish and mm. self-involved. And I thought that having a new material object that was exactly the same shape as the one that you have clung on to all this time isn't, didn't really feel great. Mm-hmm. But then again, I also thought, well, maybe this is part of their... Um, if ultimately like it was a decision made more to keep uh, 
oh my goodness, I'm rambling, to keep the um, cultural authenticity about his character, because as we were saying earlier, he's actually based on a real uh, god, Polynesian god. So it would probably be, you know, something of a controversy to replace Maui's weapon. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's, uh... that, that's what I would think. But I, it, at the same time, it's... Like you like you said earlier, like, earlier, like a lot of some certain aspects of like the whole and the climax, it's like it doesn't feel earned, like because the piece forgiven rather quickly by this uh, the god, the, the island goddess whom he stole, he whom he explicitly stole what made her be the way she was, okay. you know. And I mean, again, it's like you know he he apologizes, he doesn't make excuses, and she forgives him. It's like. It doesn't feel like it was really earned because, I mean, he just went and destroyed the one thing that gave, you know, he put a lot of his self-identity into, and then it was just replaced just that quickly. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, he's not supposed to learn a lesson because he is, like, a demigod, and then Mm, the other entity is a god, so she doesn't really... She maybe... This happened a million times to her, right? I mean, that's kind of the whole... They're immortal. But Like, oh, um, this is just par for the course. But at the same time, then why focus on that moment? Yeah, with him going like, ooh, there it is, ooh, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, what's the purpose of that, you know, except. Uh But uh, I was saying, like, maybe, um, you know, as a demigod, he didn't necessarily, you know, maybe he never learns his lesson, you know, maybe they're both immortal, you know, and then the the god whose heart was stolen, you know, maybe that's happened to her a bunch of times, you know, because she'd be immortal, um, Mm. you know. But that that's all fine. But then they did focus. Like, why focus on it? You know what I mean? If it's, the, yeah. it's supposed to be about character development of the main character, Moana. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, she kind of. Um, I, I mean, I liked. There were moments that I loved in the film, and that mm-hmm. I really, that were really touching. Um, but you know, at the same time, sometimes she was just like this petulant kind of, I don't know, annoying teenager. <laughs> She's a teenager. Uh-huh. And I know, I you know, I just it just it struck me, and I, I wasn't like sometimes in films you get carried away and you kind of roll with it. Yeah. Um, but there's just something that stuck out to me. In actual but, fact, like, I really liked her character. I thought that it was a really smart balance of uh, a role model and uh, a flawed, re- yeah. like quite a realistic teenager, actually. Yeah. Yes. Someone yeah. who 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 had um, impulses, but then uh, very much liked uh, trying to be bossy and uh, like, like not to get corny about it, but like trying to find herself really. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I, when voice. I say that, yeah, I mean she was annoying, but I, I'm not saying that. Um... It wasn't appropriate in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it. You know what I mean? You sort of have, I don't know, it's how they are. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. That's probably what makes her so sad. Like, she is a believable teenage character. And that's, you know, that comes with both the positives and negatives. You know, if you're not fond of being around teenagers, then, you know, she's going to sound very much like the teenagers that you try to stay away from. So that'll yeah. that'll annoy you, but if you actually don't mind seeing an authentic representation of that age group, then, you know, you'll definitely find that in Moana's character. And that's one of the things I liked about her the most, is the fact that she 
definitely is that age and she has the tendencies of, you know, people who are that age, but also, you know, she's to an extent, she is got a lot of responsibility on her shoulders and you can see that in her, which is in her trying to live Mm. up to those expectations that, you know, people have for her and also follow what she believes is the right thing to do. And I mean, and that can lead for both, you know, some good drama and also some good uh, humor with, um, I think my personal favorite scene in the whole film in the was in the middle was when she's uh, catching up to Maui, who's just recently stolen her canoe, and uh, you know the ocean the ocean spirits helping her out and putting her back on the boat, and she keeps trying to say the line that she's been practicing in the you know going over the ocean trying to find him, and you know he's just not having it. He's just throwing her back into the ocean. That entire yeah. sequence was absolutely hmm. hilarious. It, it reminded me of my name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my father, prepare <laughs> to die. <laughs> It definitely was like a lot of fun and kind of like I was saying earlier, I think that's really the double-edged sword with um, like I personally feel not just this movie but a lot of Ron and uh, Ron Clements and John Musker's other movies is sometimes they really want the audience to be entertained and have fun to the extent where the other stuff feels a little undercooked because they're just worried sometimes. I, I, I sometimes feel like it's a worry of like, oh, what if you're not you're not laughing, you're not smiling? Like, it's okay. Sometimes you kind of don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, just kind of let the quieter moments and the quiet, you know, smaller emotions the, just and, be. Yeah, and this movie does have quieter moments. It does have, um, you know, uh, lots of quiet moments of reflection and... Uh, and it's well paced, but it's more like a tonal thing, I think. Where, like, like as I was saying with the example with the um, the coconut guys that Avon didn't like, <laughs> uh, that kind of didn't really uh, escalate into true peril. Mm-hmm. It was over very quickly, and then it was just something that they passed. And there are a few moments like that in the movie where, look, I, I, I know the thing is the thing the, the thing is it's a Disney movie and it's a family movie and it's a movie, so you know things aren't really ever going to get that bad. You know the main character is going to survive. You know, you know these things. Mm-hmm. But the trick that movies like play is really having, you know, getting you into the place where you believe that they might not be okay. Toy Story Three. Yes. Yes, okay, exactly. Great. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Um and I feel like their lightness of touch and their their um or or just not so much them, but like the, this particular movie uh wanted you to have fun a little too much to the point where for me when it ended, I was like, Well, it's the ending now, but I don't I couldn't actually tell you where the characters are. Apart from mm-hmm. Moana, who who uh, fulfilled like her true destiny. Yeah. Uh, but, the chicken. Uh, yeah. The chicken. <laughs> the Alan <Tudyk> chicken. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he he yeah. was really yeah he was great. But I you know to be fair to the movie as well, I think the the opening was excellent, and I no, really I really bought um, the. Uh, how conflicted she felt about leaving. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and the betrayal, essentially, that she had to, you know, uh, go through with. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think that in, in a year where there have been some bad decisions made, I think taking the chicken instead of that pig is is one of the um, one of the biggest. I mean, I love that pig. Wait, 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 she leaves the pig. That pig was pretty that's dark. Joke. Like, it, it, it's interesting that that's the sidekick character that gets left behind for the majority of the movie. And you can't get the Alan Tudy chicken, which is... That pig would have been rubbish on the sea. But he's adorable. <laughs> I want one. The chicken was rubbish at the sea. That was the joke. That was the joke. They expected they expected you to think that they were going to take the pig. <laughs> it may be the joke. I mean, that chicken was hilarious. I mean, I felt kind of bad at laughing him, laughing at him, just because he was thick. <laughs> like beyond belief. It, it's a the bit like watching Joey Essex, really. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if even Joey Essex would try and swallow a stone, though. I don't know. Maybe. Well, also, you know, chicken of the sea is a um, packaged seafood item here. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I wonder. Oh, really? <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, uh... Chicken with a bit of fish in it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, uh, like one of the highlights for me and uh, the friends with whom I, I saw the movie was the song that came out of nowhere in the middle, which was uh, shiny. Ah, oh, obviously. Uh, I bas- uh, uh. Basically, as soon as I found out Jermaine Clements was in it and he was playing the villain, mm-hmm. I did. Go- there was a point where I went, oh my God, that means he's going to get a song. He's going to get a song. Uh-huh. And pretty much all he does is have a song. Yeah. But... <laughs> that was the extent of his entire appearance in the in that mo- in the movie was to just be... him singing that song. Yeah. To be fair, I thought it was done really well. That oh, whole, that I... whole scene. It's ba- it's it's sequence. a flight of the Concord song in the middle yeah. of a Disney film. And in the middle it... of a Min- Lin Manuel uh, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, soundtrack. Yeah, because supposedly he loves flight of the Concords and wanted to do a song in the style, and. We're not. The, I, I must confess that I did listen to that song before I went to see the film. I was, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, and I listened to it. I was like, oh my god, it's Bowie-esque. It's perfect. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just amazing. And um, I also love the fact that it's an action sequence with the song, and you know, it's not the only place they do that. Um, the the songs actually, we're obviously talking about the music now. The songs actually move the story uh, I, I've i heard people some would say that um, Frozen was fright- was was ashamed to be a musical or something and we said said that it didn't have that much didn't feel quite like a classic Broadway Disney mm-hmm. re- resonance type thing but this really did and oh. I, I you know I've I've been the one who's Sort of resisted all all through, you know, whatever 
the name of that guy came up, I always make some comment like, roll my roll my eyes through sound, <laughs> just <because laughs> like musicals, whatever. Right. So, so the fact that I loved the music so much and uh, been listening to the soundtrack ever since is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you I'm don't not like gonna it. lie. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, here's the thing. Like you said, the act, the fact that that song itself was an action sequence as well was actually a neat idea. Like, it, it played into the whole musical aspect of the fact that this was trying to be more traditional style musical. Yeah, that that worked really well. And even the fact that, you know, this, you know, giant crab character, you know, is, you know, the whole problem he presented was pretty good. Like, I don't, I that was, uh, that was a good, uh, interesting scene. The song itself, I mean, when it, when he was talking smack <laughs> about Maui, that part I could got, I got on board with. Once he changed into the more, like, menacing aspect I'm like okay now I'm mm. on board with this but every of the, the bits in between where like the main chorus was I'm just like I am so not on board for this this is this kind of takes me out it takes me out a little yeah, bit yeah I um I uh so the, yeah so, someone who who came with us to see the movie uh was not a Concords fan and had no idea what the hell was going on in that and it's it's funny. I think you kind of, as much as I enjoyed it, I am willing to admit that it's maybe a bit too much of a, of like an in joke or or a tonal shift. It is. To I mean, it's it was very daring, and it's in in it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of the fact that, um, it was menacing, but the music just continued, and it was, it was kind of like you know the uh, the volcano that they dropped down mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. an entry into a sort of uh, like macabre, like underworld. You know, like, you know that was uh, cool. That and and it was a bit crazy, and there were lots of like you know really cool visual gags going on, and it was really spooky. Uh, and I liked that the scene with the crab uh, kind of didn't go for like ob- didn't go for like scary music when it was scary or creepy music when it was being creepy. It was creepy because the crab was so uh, um, the crab was like so into himself and like deluded. Uh, that was what made it creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think that worked really well. Yeah, I mean that yeah, was it's supposed to be like a dark reflection of Maui in a way. Right. That's oh, true. Oh, that's and, see, I I, always, I, yeah. I struggled for the thematic uh, reason why he was why he was even in the movie. But now you say that, Rachel, that makes a lot of sense. What was it you were going to say, Yvonne? Oh, they, you know, there's always sort of that moment, this sort of darker song. It's like, again, like entangled. It's like that uh, mother's mother knows best song, right? Oh, right. It's just like the best one, or you know, <laughs> that the song that sort of, um, it's like for of a villain, right? Or for mm-hmm. or a sort right. of some crux moment um, that's a little bit darker um, that pushes, it, you know, again pushes the uh, films forward, but. 
uh, even with some of the some of the music I really did like, and some of it really, uh, I mean, honestly, is just uplifting. And the whole all the sea. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. I really want to actually um, all those that, it, that really that fascinating sort of dreamy section in the very beginning um, uh, when the two. Uh, when the demigod main character first meet, and they do this sort of strange, like, 3D and then overlay, like, 2D elements on top of it, and she's yes. carrying around the yes. fruit and the, um, the lay around her. It wasn't that cool. It was so strange and dreamy. Um, I really I really loved uh, the things like that that they kind of threw in. Um, it was super effective, and I loved all the, like, 2D stuff, of course, but... Um, yeah, with regard to the music, though, it, it definitely moved everything along, and, and there were some of the songs that were really uplifting, but kind of a little still had, like, a whitewash kind of thing going on, where you're like, I don't know, they weren't necessarily, I know this is very dizzy, um, but I don't know that they yeah. did anything super extra. Floyd uh, the Concords, I am a huge fan as well, so I'm a little bit biased um, with yeah, regard yeah. to that specific song, but, um, but uh, otherwise, you know, it kind of uh, nothing really stood out to me, um, but again, it was you know that it had this uplifting moment. But it's kind of like, how could you not with like the sea and the <laughs> and just the yeah. nature of the song and the is just like, oh, here we go. Like, well, we know the way, which is the song where um, uh, Moana gets the, some insight into her her people's heritage. I did really dig that song because of the fact it was it didn't it started definitely as um more traditional like song of that particular culture like I've listened to a lot of uh, music that they had kind of relatively tied to the movie like for the trailers uh, that were done by the Tevaka and it's mm-hmm. really cool stuff and it's I really you know enjoyed the the soundtrack of this movie if only for kind of broadening my horizons to that genre of music and you know kind of uh, and that it was really just really enriching for the film in my mind I mean there are definitely certain songs that you know you can kind of tell we're basically you know like more disneyified than others mm-hmm. i mean obviously um uh how far i'll go is you know moana's song is entertaining but it's also kind of like you know this they're they were trying really hard to make like a um you know let it go kind of catchy oh that's, you know, the, that's, 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 song. The, that's the broadway uh um uh lead lead girl i want song Mm-hmm. That was the yeah, that was a classic one of those, and it is catchy. I mean, I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll admit I've I've sung to it quite a few times myself, but it's 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 entertaining in that fashion. But I think in terms of you know just like a really in you know a movie a song that was really enriched in what the the movie was trying to like push, um, we know the way was a bit more effective. Man, I yeah, never it's thought the most I'd... memorable. I never thought I'd be the one who'd be like. The one guy, yeah, everybody, this is great. I'm the one defending the music and everything. <laughs> it's like it's me. What's going on? It's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> upside down world. What's going on? I was thinking about all this, like you know, it it being the same the same year that we got Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I'm supposed to like. But what's going on? I'm mad. It's crazy. Well, I was, I'm, I'm not, I can't really figure out basically if, if Zootopia was like such a sophisticated, quite adult, complicated, modern sort of movie, and if this is just like, I, it's not in a bad way, a more old-fashioned sort of movie, 
Um, whether it's the fact that I felt like I was spoiled by just how strong uh, and sophisticated Zootopia was. Uh, and, you know, this sort of smaller, quieter, more simpler story uh, just didn't seem quite as big and bright and clever as Zootopia. Or if uh, it's actually probably just not as good. Hmm. And I can't figure it out. I mean, because I do like smaller, shorter, you know, uh, simpler storytelling. But I'm not sure if this is an entirely successful one. <laughs> well, I think, in in my personal opinion, uh, Chris, it's, it's it's not that this is a bad movie. I mean, there's there's, there's no, is, no no it is a it's it not. is a phenomenally good movie. And I think of its particular type. I think I would prefer this over Frozen, definitely. Definitely. But um, if only for the fact that it's it's coming from a really interesting environment and a really interesting culture that I want to I, I learn more about after seeing it and listen more to the music that comes from that particular culture as well. It's, 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 on that particular note, the film succeeds in leaps and bounds. It's just certain aspects of the story and the characters could have been a lot stronger than they were because like like Dan was saying it's like they were focusing a little bit too much on making sure it was like constantly fun all the time and not really letting the urgency of what was supposed to be driving the story sink in because if it had dared to do that a little bit more then it probably would have you know you would have been invested with a lot of the conflict and the uh, emotions the characters were going through as they were trying to learn how to trust each other yeah, it's, it, it must have been very purposeful, but there was no scene once Moana set off uh, of like a sometimes like a return to the ranch kind of scene where it's like we saw um, like a ticking like time bomb basically of how bad things were getting on the island to like rev up the urgency of her mission. And she never suffered on the raft either, which not that I needed to see that, but however, it was just like, wow, it sure is um, easy to sail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't she know. Kind of, like she kind of, she got her uh, foot caught in the coral and then, <laughs> and true. then, yeah, and then she had a bit of a hairy, yeah, I see, I, yeah, th- yeah, that's true. But she didn't really learn, I don't know. I know. Well, I she know learned how that. to see the stars, she learned how to read the stars, right? To navigate. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I know what you mean. She didn't like um, find. She didn't. She didn't come across something which was the hardest thing that she could never do, and kind of figure it out. Yeah. And it's not like it's almost like like a knowing teenager figures it out herself. <laughs> she self taught just like she thought she would be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm being really harsh, but. Oh, no, I think something. I think that's a well. That's a. It's it's tricky because in, also I mean she is the chief's daughter, so she has a kind of like one a kind of privilege and two a kind of uh, like sense of destiny about what she's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's Jedi. Not, like the Jedi thing. <laughs> yeah, like the Jedi thing. So it's not like as uh, 
um, it's it's not like a. I guess. See, the thing is, is this movie for me, in not in a bad way, kind of plays like a best of hits of uh, Ron and John, uh, Ron Clements and John Musker movies, mm-hmm. where like Maui's a little bit like the genie, and. Uh, things are a little bit like bits in Hercules and a little bit like bits in Little Mermaid. Like and... the angry, the angry dad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly, yeah, and uh, and like um, uh, the, the sort of like slightly funny villain thing they had going on with Hercules and uh, the uh, the the witch doctor guy in. Um, Oh, uh, in Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think in a lot of ways it isn't like any of those because, for a start, like um, the the villain isn't he's he's just in that one scene. He's not re- he's not really the villain. He's just no. a threat they come up against. There is, and you think that maybe there's that big fiery thing, but it turns out that she's you know that's actually the goddess of the island mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not the conventional oh there's a big baddie let's go and defeat the big baddie it's it's more like it's just a journey no and, and uh, that, that's 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 a good yeah. part of what like you said that's what makes it a bit different from those other films it does it yeah. still kind of feels like a bit of a checklist but there is a twist on that idea which was which was welcomed in my mind i i, I didn't parents don't even die i mean come on <laughs> right <laughs> exactly what the hell? <laughs> well, she, loses she, her, no. she loses her grandma, though. She loses that, her grandma. That, that's, that's the death that motivates her. Yeah, that's yeah, the but... huge, big, like, you know... And then she returns as a... Exactly. She Actually, that was, that was... I really liked that. I really liked the whole... Her returning as a stingray mm-hmm. ghost on the water kind of thing. That was, that was like an achievement goal, though. <laughs> it wasn't really like a death. Like so it was just like oh and goal unlocked. <laughs> that was your plan all along because of the tattoo. I I really like that um, that native uh, Hawaiian dance that uh, Maui did right before you know as he was gonna he thought he was gonna have his final confrontation with the lava monster. That was oh, yeah, that I was phenomenal. I love that. I wish there was I wish there was more of that. <laughs> Watch rugby. Mm, yes. Yeah, oh yeah yeah that's Thanks. awesome yeah. Also, I love I love um, when they do the body language thing, like when they, um, you know, the way that they people in that culture greet each other, they put their heads together, and they do that really well. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Pay attention. I <laughs> <laughs> do it all. Yeah, I know. I, I just <laughs> seen it yesterday, it. so I'm yeah. That's that's well spotted. Yeah, you watch, yeah. I, I I think it's also like worth noting that uh, the the movie is really good at being really fun and and um there's a lot of great physical humor in it uh i like the the ocean being like a really good character in itself sort of a bit like uh you know a bit sarcastic at times mm-hmm. and like having its own sort of like mischievous god kind of sense of humor mhm yeah yeah, that was great, and and they sort of introduced that from the very beginning, right? The grandmother says as much. So, like one of the first yeah. lines out of her mouth is that the the um, 
you know, ocean is mischievous, mischievous and um, mm-hmm. and then it is <laughs> like all the way through. It's so like literally, an, yeah, yeah, an unpredictability about you know is, is the water going to save her or not? That was pretty cool. But like yeah. in the in the cinema, like that got that got uh, a huge like the ocean. <laughs> it really got a huge number of laughs. It really did. Even more even more than I think in my theater, more than the Alan Tudyk chicken. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I god. Guess. I forgot that was Alan Tudyk. <laughs> no, yeah, he's he was in there. He was he was the chicken. It was I mean, he he did a great job, but like yeah. does it have to be him? Is it just oh, is he, he just he a good luck chicken? Yeah, he's just been right. He's the good good that exactly what he is. He is the good luck charm. <laughs> he's in, in every because he's K2SO as well in the new Star, in Star Wars, Wars movie. Rogue One yeah and um, he was the weasel in Zootopia he was that uh, right. snooty duke in Frozen he basically and... is going to be in every Disney movie he's not in Marvel movies yet though no no though I would be I wouldn't if he was going to come in for any reason I wouldn't turn him away because I love I love that actor He's so versatile. I mean, he's been a voice actor for such a long time. He's so good at it. I mean, even when he's in roles, I mean, I mean, I would say Firefly is an exception. Um, every everything we've seen him, he's like a cartoon character in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so I just remember him it. being he so great. Very animated like, man. Down. Yeah. Well, I love about him. <laughs> Was he was he in A Knight's Tale? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was great in that. Oh gosh, just I, every every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, it's Dick. <laughs> oh gosh, are there any other uh, points about the movie that you feel like it's um, worth talking about, or we we run the full gambit? I thought it was. The I ha- mean, the, the hair the... was sorry. <laughs> the hair was beautiful. Yeah. Oh no, the hair animation was yeah. phenomenal. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I will say another in, in terms of really well done animation in the um, the finale of the movie where we see uh, the island goddess in her full glory. That mm-hmm. whole thing was absolutely one of the most incredible things I have ever seen. At least with like all the different like you can see all the trees on her like moving individ- individually. Mm. It was pretty pretty sweet to see. Oh, did anyone see it in three D? Ah, uh, I think yeah, I did. Any good? Uh, Any benefit? Do you think? I haven't. I haven't seen it in two D, so I wasn't really sure how it's going to compare. I mean, it was nice, but I don't think, and it didn't give me a headache like most three D does. But mm. uh, I don't know. I can't really say like it, the three D really enhanced anything. I think the the parts that looked really nice with the three D with the ocean were were was interesting, but other than that. I can't say it added too much else to what could be probably be seen in the two dimensions, uh, two dimensional viewing. So, uh, I guess it was nice, but I don't know. I'm rambling now. Speaking of ocean, the bits like where the the oceans get cut through and you can see the, like the the fish and the turtles and stuff was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's one of the most amazing bits of animation in a film. Of much amazing animation. Mm. <laughs> that kind yeah. of, I feel like that. Yeah, I mean, is worth talking about, but it always kind of goes without saying. 
that yeah, is going to... Yeah, as far as Disney goes, because they, they're always, you know, because they've got the big budget, they've got the, you know, they go out of their way to make sure that they have, like, the most talented people on staff, so it's just like they're always going to try and push the envelope in some way, shape, or form, so... Yeah, the, the fact that they that looks as good as it does it's like it's 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 really nice to look at but it's also like you said dan it's kind of par for the course really Mm -hmm. oh chris i want to mention something you know you were saying earlier that you sort of saw facial expressions that you felt you hadn't seen before Mm -hmm. i think that's uh a lot of that is well you know very good animation and you know people trying to animators trying to push uh for expressions but it's also in character design and yeah. like when you look at like you know uh the very t- you know the the fact that uh rapunzel in entangled and the sisters and frozen pretty much have the same face yeah is part of that and mm-hmm. the fact that you I, I think part of the 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 fact that you're seeing different expressions is because there are literally different shapes involved and different shaped faces. And uh, I really like any movie that can do that. I mean, I even like that in Brave when um, Merida just didn't look like every other CG uh, teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, yeah, a lot of that is down to character design. Well, yeah, she definitely wasn't, um, Moana wasn't, um, super skinny either. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. you know what I mean? She had, like, a little bit of, at least, slightly anyway. Um, but, but also, um, there definitely seemed to be a whole other level of detail, though. Um, like, almost like, like, almost, almost like micro expressions or something. Like, there are certain moments, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Where, yeah. um, like it would change. I noticed that too. There'd be an expression, and then it would change. It was almost like little micro expressions. And I would, there were a couple moments where I thought, "Jeez!" Like I, that's why I, I mentioned the. Um, I was kind of like, "Is there facial capture in some of this that's been incorporated?" Like I don't even know. I, I right. feel like some other I don't technology. Think, I don't think they do that. I think that's just something that, like, really, really good. Uh, CG animators have like figured out as they have yeah. more control and as they get yeah. like really into the spline editor like yeah. you know, oh wow this one curve here is just controlling like the roll of the eyebrow a tick and, or, yeah, yeah or something yeah. because it, 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 yeah there, it definitely seemed like there was way more control and, and I know that um, you know obviously like um, facial capture wouldn't lead to that because <laughs> mostly you're just getting raw data right. but I don't know yeah. I mean it really made me think like is there something going on here I just haven't even heard about uh, um, yeah, so I definitely I understand <laughs> what you're saying yeah yeah no I um, the, the animation is great and kind of going back to what we were saying about the story as well uh, Rachel you were kind of saying it was like they had trials to face mm-hmm in a, in a nice kind of way, when you look at the whole movie, especially the ending, it does have the sense of it could be a folktale. It could, in its own right, be a Polynesian folktale. Yeah, I think that's kind what they the were point. really trying to go yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying, like, it, it did that, like, successfully. Uh, particularly with, like, the completely outlandish and, like, fantastical ending. Which mm-hmm. also managed to get a song in at the end. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because recently Disney musicals have just like stopped being musicals halfway through, and even the older ones did that. Like Aladdin doesn't end with a song. No, uh, yeah. So I really liked that. It, you know, the climactic moment was musical. Yes. Well, wait, no, I mean, Aladdin actually did end with end on kind of end on a song. It ended with a reprise of Whole New World, but that's. It wasn't the whole song. Oh, in like the last five minutes, because yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like the the actual like climactic moment where everything sort of came to a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I do wish they. I mean, I wonder if there was wasn't in like the notes at one point. I really I like the fact that um Maui said something like. You're not going to break in his song now, are you? <laughs> and I no, kinda, yeah, um, the movie was really self-aware like that, and that, that's something yeah. else I applaud it for. Like, like if you break in a song, I'm going to throw up, or like something, yeah, something along exactly. those lines. I know. And, I almost kind of. I wish there had been almost more of that. Like, th- you know what I mean? I'm not sure exactly how that would have been, um, or maybe a song about that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I like that. A lot. Yeah, turn this. Turn turn the whole scene where he's kind of breaking down the fact that she's the. She's the daughter of the village. She's oh, like, oh, so you're a princess. Yeah, that like great, you, like, yeah, you've got a talking animal and you, you got wear talking, a dress. You got, you, got, you got an animal sidekick, you're a princess kind of thing. Yeah. Turn, that, turn that into a musical number. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. The only, like, cultural gag there was the tweet one. When, you, when you're right with a bird, it's a tweet. That was a bit out of place. That, was, what, like, that was like the sort of joke that someone would make who would, like, never... Who just heard about what Twitter was last week? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that 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 joke was bad. That was a bad joke. But I wonder. I was wondering if if I just missed it, or if they completely missed the opportunity for the pun where where he's uh, tr- trying to sign the or. Does anyone say it's an autograph? Or you see, I would have actually I would have preferred that tweeting joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Over the joke. Oh my God! If this was an Ardman movie, they would never let that slide. I'm awesome. <laughs> sloppy. That was sloppy of them. Yeah. <laughs> they would never let a pun go, and punned. Well, it's like it's, if you're gonna make a joke, like that would have been so much at least. That would have made more sense at the time, but just oh it's, no. Gosh, we're trying, gonna, trying to make it a tweety, a tweet joke, a Twitter joke, like yeah. Uh, Missed opportunity. So Chris, that, 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 that's my only criticism. Otherwise, <laughs> perfect. When when one. the movie comes oh, out, when the movie comes out on DVD, just redub it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I am all for that. Well, no, wait, because because again, it's like I, I feel bad at the same time because it's just like I do genuinely love the cast that they have for this for this movie. Like, it's oh, like, just just that joke. Well, yeah, just, just that joke. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. just that joke. Everything else is fine. Okay. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> all right, that's fair. <laughs> so yeah, I think all in all, like we've had a range of gambit of people who like the movie, love the movie, like the movie, kind of so-so on the movie. Which really, you know, it's it's good to have get you know get a full range of the different opinions that you could get because it's it is a movie that obviously has a lot of you know it's got it's it's got. It's, really great moments it's got it's you know not so great moments and you know it's it's still regardless of what you know where it stands it's still worth watching mm. i didn't think it was bad at all it was just i wanted to love it mm-hmm. and i only ended up liking it a lot because of just a couple things that it did or didn't do 
Um, but yeah, no, it's not a complete write-off at all. No. I'd, yeah, I'd definitely watch it again. Mm-hmm, same here. I, I, I definitely want to go back and see him, just so I can see the lovely animation again. Because it, it, it was a really nice-looking movie. So, and, yeah. And for, for anyone who's listening, thank you. It's been too much criticism that they're expecting expecting more. I'm I'm here. I loved it. There you go. Me oh, yeah, I did. That's yeah. a, that's what you were saying. It's like it's we've got, we've got someone who really loved it and you know, all the more power to you for that. And, you know, both Dan and I are kind of like middle of the rounds. Like there were really elements that were a lot of really great stuff in it, but there was, you know, it was just dragged down a little bit from certain stuff and uh Yvonne is abetting more of the enemy, you know more of the you know, criticism, which is, you know, it's it's healthy criticism though. Just, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely liked it, though. I, we're just, um, you know, it's so easy to criticize. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true as well. I mean, especially I suppose, when the are so high. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, I suppose it could have something to do with the fact this year, animation-wise, has just been insane. So It's been an perhaps. incredible year for animation, especially feature film animation. So it's just like, when the bar has already been raised so high, when a movie just kind of... it. it, it it came so close to meeting those expectations, but it just like it just felt mm-hmm. like an itty bitty teeny tiny bit short in certain ways, which was just like aw. Like you almost made it you almost you almost had it, Moana, but it's just you know, it's it really comes down to like, you know, go see the movie and see what you what your own opinion is of it. Really. Just, just you know, see what you like, see what you don't like, or if you love it, you know, all the way through, like Chris, so like yay. <laughs> Like I, 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 because I, like I said, like Dan, like Dan said, I wish I had come out of the movie like that, like just being completely blown away by everything. It just, I, there were things that I just couldn't not notice, which that is like I had expectations going in that weren't entirely satisfied. And when you, when that happens, you are gonna leave a movie less satisfied than you were expecting, and that mm. it's kind of sad when that happens. Well, the best I could say is I didn't actually have expectations going in. It was the movie that kind of built those expectations for me that I had mm-hmm. by, that I had of it by the end. Yeah. So, I guess if that's the final thoughts on the film, we'll probably have to uh, close out the, t- today's episode. But thank you all for uh, joining us for this discussion. And uh, also Yvonne, too, for jumping on there at the last minute. It was really good <laughs> to get your input as well. So. Uh, I'm so glad... Sorry about the noise, y'all. Nah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks again for uh, joining us for the Moana, we- Moana episode. So, uh, we'll be th- back next year. Yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next year. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for joining us. And uh, if you want to follow more of what's going on at animationforadults.com, check out our main website. We're also on uh, social media at Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr, and Pinterest. And if you want to see, you know, help us create new content, we're really hoping to push uh, our video content next year. Uh, feel free to visit our Patreon page and, uh, you know, help us with promoting more content, which we're really excited to bring to you. And if you want to follow us on our social media, we'll go around the table. Uh, Chris, where we, can we find you on social media? Mr. Chris Dor on Twitter. All right. And Dan, how about you? I'm at Hamu on Twitter. Okay. Yvonne? 
I'm at, on Twitter at iSnare underscore Inc. And uh, as always, if you'd like to submit a short film to Animation Nights New York, uh, please check out our website. We're on Film Freeway, too. Sweet. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Fail2Ninja. So thanks again for joining us, guys, and we will see you next episode on the AFA podcast. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> ever seen someone so shameless looking in because it's the last you'll ever see. Say love be money to me. I'm so shameless. Now I eat you, so prepare your final plea. Just for me. You'll never be quite as shiny. You wish you were nice and shiny. Hey! Hmm? I got something shiny for you.